Hey there, it's Steve V, host of Tags Podcast, and are you ready to feel, are you ready to feel sunlight on your face, feel the touch of another person like I am, I'm assuming the answer is yes, even to just feel more feelings. Oh, there's such a light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, there's a, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that your skin is the largest organ in our human body? Well, did you also know that skin, S-K-Y-N, is the number one non-latex condom brand in the world? Because, well, it's made with skin feel, a revolutionary non-latex polyisoprene material that is soft and comfortable, designed for the most natural fit and feel. Get it? The name is skin. Choose to feel everything. And you should visit skin.com to learn more. That's S-K-Y-N.com. Hey, and also this episode of Tags Podcast, I'm talking about episode 249 of talk about gay sex podcast is also sponsored by manscaped it's time to clean that junk you guys because like i said before there is a light at the end of this tunnel and we need to look the best that we can look you can do so with manscaped you can go to manscaped.com get 20 percent off use our promo code tags t-a-g-s Plus free shipping. What? Yep. Go to manscaped.com to get free shipping and 20% off all of their products. Get ready for spring. We love a good Manscaped. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 249, alongside Lincoln across town from me. How you doing, Lincoln? Doing well. Busy day today and happy to talk to you, too. And awesome. our special guest. Yay! Yeah, and filling in for Jeremy this week is Tag's live co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you? Hello, ya? darlings. <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Nice. Thanks for jumping in. I know you had a busy day as well, yeah, too. Yeah, it was with a little bit crazy. Stuff, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I'm here now, and I'm ready to unwind. I was all day I was thinking about, oh, I just cannot wait to get on tags with the girls and grab a drink <laughs> and just loosen on up. It. Yes. Well, this week I'm excited because I actually do have a drink in front of me. Last week, as you remember, I was having the eve of colonoscopy, and I was drinking that horrible shit, you know, sodium laurel sulfite drink that you have to drink so it's so nice a week later to have a real cocktail yes. Yay. <laughs> on that note um you know i stopped by the protein bakery last week and lincoln gave me a copy of a 2015 issue of next magazine and for those of you listening it's it's it was like a rag or is a rag i don't know if they still do they still make this at magazine they lincoln? do not they do not. It's they extinct. Not. So, yes. and, and it came from HX. It was Homo Extra, and then there yes. was Next, and they were in competition, and then they merged. I used now, to like might the be other one, HX. Extinct. They might be yeah. on an Instagram or something. And this one came from 2015, actually June 26th, so it would have been their 
It's gay pride. Actually, I think their gay pride is yeah. just a pride guide. Just to give you a little taste of what was going on then, throwback, Ariana Grande was going to take the stage for the iconic pride pier dance, which is always the place to be here in New York for gay pride. And later on in the in the issue, they do shot in the dark, and your host Stevie's in there with blonde, a blonde mohawk. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. that with the boy that I used to date at the time in 2015. So funny. Wow. Um, we don't even talk anymore. But anyway, um, <laughs> funny but maybe great he thing. It, I know, right? Know. Right. I got rid of the blonde and him all hey. at once. Oh well, there you go. You're a new woman. <laughs> what? <laughs> the reason I'm shout out, right? The reason I'm shout out to you, Lincoln, because you were a part of a photo shoot that was about Truvada. And remember, this is I had to look up when Prep really came out, and it turns out it was 2012, was I guess when they were just coming out. But 2015, you know, for those who are listening, I, I was pretty late. I've barely been on Prep for you know not that long, and. You were in this, it was called Prep Rally, with this series of portraits of San Francisco Prep activists. Photographer Tom Schmidt hoped to capture how diverse the LGBTQ communities are, including Truvada, in their safer sex practices and changing how gay men deal with HIV. And if you flip over, I'll try and maybe put put this on our text podcast, like take a picture of it so you can see your picture is really hot. Um, you're in bed with another man, not Peter. People, so Ooh, this was 2015. And on the guy's <laughs> chest, there are placed two Truvada pills. I guess one for you and one for him before you do it. And Lincoln's given a smoldering look. You look great in the picture, and it says "Living for Love." Did you entitle that? I did. I I had the photo taken. It was actually a contest. But keep going. I'll tell you. Keep going. Okay. He writes, um, you're, you're quoted as saying, sex, love, and prep collide in Stephen Lincoln's portrait. Quote, we have the rare opportunity to love each other in a new and more enlightened way, Lincoln says. I want to enjoy my life my way. Kudos to you Thank in 2015 you, ahead of your curve there. Yeah. How did all that Thank happen? You. So um, HX and Next used to do a contest every year, and they announced it at the beginning of pre pride month and you're able to put up to submit your own photographs as your slice of life in new york during this year your your expression of being gay where your world comes from or you know just a slice of your life and they did it every year and this oh, was wow. actually the last year they did it um i believe they didn't do one the following year and the winners of the submissions got huge prints in the leslie I always say it wrong. Leslie, uh, the museum down in Soho. Oh, uh -huh. uh, not the yeah, Leslie I, Lohan. I, I always call it the Leslie, which is just not right. It's the <laughs> Leslie, whatever the the. It's still there, by the way, and everyone should know that that art uh, that art gallery is all gay art, and they uh, they're still surviving post COVID. So far, I was just down there at a friend's house who lives. Her bedroom window is that museum, and they were still open. Um, and we won, and then you get put into the the magazine and then i think one winner got a year-long crunch membership or something and that was the first photo like the drag queen at the beginning in the parade i think it is so it's it was cool leslie i love a Loman. contest i just looked I've always, leslie loman loman gallery leslie loman but Loman's i've always man. my whole life has been this way i love a contest when i hear something about slice of life 
I was actually up for the San Francisco version of uh, The Real World for MTV. Oh, really? Wow, yeah, bit, so way cool. back in the day. And I yeah, submitted like a Pedro. videotape. With, and actually, Pedro got my slot. Okay. I was just a fat guy who lost 82 pounds, who was a visual director for Benetton. And I wanted to make it all about fashion and being gay. And his cause and the way that storyline went, I thought was so much better. So, But I love a contest. And this was just a contest that I happened to win. You, did you anyway. know the guy that was lying on you in bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> oh, nice. Did you yeah, know yeah. the guy that was... That's a and great... I like, well, I mean, you well, know, sometimes... You know, and, sometimes in these photo shoots... And actually, Steve, the next time we're together, or maybe I'll, I'll send it to you guys, um, it's... I submitted a four-photo series, and it was all about there being no stigma behind leather sex anymore, because where I came from in San Francisco the leather community really got hit with HIV AIDS. And then there was kind of the stigma to, if you're into leather, you're probably positive. And that whole stigma disappeared when prep started because, and it wasn't there before. Like I saw, I saw the leather scene way too young, (laughs) like in my very early teens before HIV was really a thing or what it became. So I saw it kind of before and with prep, I feel we could, we've reached, we returned to it pre-COVID. Let's get into it. There's a new study out that says singles are pleasuring themselves more than ever multiple times a day during the pandemic. Well, that's not really a surprise, but according to single Americans have taken sex into their own hands since the pandemic began, the study writes. This new survey claims that the average single is masturbating three times per day amid all the isolation from COVID quarantines. The poll of 2005 single and unabashed Americans find 3 in 10 are masturbating more than once a day. However, only 14% are doing it just once a day. Um, Self-pleasure has been an uptick, obviously, since March 2020, a year ago, with nearly half of the respondents admitting to doing it more frequently than ever before. And there's some interesting studies um, near that come out of this, nearly half the poll, so 47% say that they used to be embarrassed about masturbating since the pandemic began. However, they have become a lot more open to it. This new embrace likely stems from the fact that 39% of respondents have experienced a dry spell in their sex life since March 2020. Um, And then interestingly enough, 59% of those singles say they don't foresee breaking their dry spell any soon even if the pandemic goes away, one in five say they want to experiment with masturbation even more. And one in 10 of those looking to extend their dry spell in a post-COVID world intend to do it, intend to do so because they prefer masturbating over sex now. Cody Murray Stargat, do you prefer <laughs> masturbating over sex? I know you were coming over and, here first. <laughs> I'm coming over to Brooklyn. And B, B, do you um are you doing it three times a day? When you said three times a day, I was like, who has the energy, the stamina, all the all the uh, adjectives for masturbating three times a day? I could not believe that. Um, I was before i'm having regular sex now uh (laughs) (laughs) right you're dating it's out there now i'm having regular sex with one person yes and before that 
I know, but right? But let's start, and yeah, a, since the whole pandemic. Applause, right? applause. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, uh, when the pandemic started, I was masturbating all the time. I would say about twice a day. But then here recently... Before- See, it's not that hard. I call it efficient <laughs> masturbation. Do a Zoom call, get it in, turn off the Zoom call. You know, <laughs> efficient masturbation. Right. I was in class today. I actually turned the computer around and, <laughs> and rubbed one out. Because you don't want to jump really? your tube in it on CNN. Right. Exactly. You know? Good for you. Oh, Good for man. you. I made sure. I didn't even like cover you know how they cover the uh, the video yeah you're not playing I'm not even playing any games it was facing the wall i nobody was seeing my uh schmeckle t- uh today so <laughs> yeah i i'm i masturbate maybe about three times a week now when i'm not having regular sex with the guy that i'm dating so i can see it okay. i definitely was having masturbating do you talk to him about, does he masturbate too? Have you had this conversation? Oh, because I asked Lord. this question before you answer it. <laughs> I asked this question because I kind of agree with the study that says more people are open about talking about masturbation than ever before. I used to be, I would, I bet if we listened to some of the original shows four years ago, I don't think I was, I mean, was never a prude, obviously, starting a show, talk about gay sex. Yeah. And that's what it used to be called. However, I don't know that I was always so open about talking about it that as much as I'm like, it's not a big deal to talk about it. So, yeah. Have you asked your I spoke to him. Yeah, we talk about it. You spoke to him. (laughs) (laughs) More like I told him that I was doing it often and uh, whenever we weren't having sex, that's what I was doing. And he let me know that that wasn't something that he was doing. Oh, was not, was not doing. doing. Uh oh. And I'm going to probably get in trouble for telling you that, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lincoln, it's interesting. You have been in a relationship this entire pandemic. And I guess the question, you know, I want you to weigh in on some of these findings, but are you having more sex since the pandemic? Oh, it's so annoying right now. Um, the answer is at least. Um, first of all, I think masturbation is a healthy part of any relationship. So you should be able to talk about it or not. But just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean unless that's the rule that's made between the two people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's right. what chastity belts are about and all that stuff if you're more fetishy. So there's that whole realm, right? Um, Peter and I... We were, we've been having really, really good sex throughout the pandemic, but I have to say, this sounds like such a bummer, but it's the truth. <laughs> Since my mom passed, yes, I'm, right. it's, I'm all over the fucking place with it in my head. And um, it just has had an effect that I was not expecting. And I think it's coupled with the pandemic and everything else. So my mind's kind of all over the place. But yeah. that being said, in my 20s and 30s and 40s, I, I jerked off about eight to ten times a day. A day? Oh, my God. So, you know, you and Jeremy could go head to head on that yeah. one. Literally. I, and, literally. And I can, <laughs> yeah. I can literally be like, you know what? I'm going to run, use the bathroom. I'm going to go grab a coffee, use the bathroom. Grab a coffee, Efficient go to the bathroom, jerk off in under 30 seconds. Like, just bang it out, feel revitalized, and then get back to work. I, and that, especially at Sun Valley Mall, when I used to work at Benetton and stuff like that, I, I wasn't the only one in the bathroom working. doing that. 
Wow. Oh my God, of course. Oh man. Of course. He's efficient. <laughs> I rest my case. Of course. People, some people go and... on smoke breaks. You went on a, a jack off break. Absolutely. It's so much healthier. You burn calories. You're not in the food court and you're not smoking. Hey. Hello? Yeah, right. Right? It's like, like I will do ca- anything to burn a calorie. Trust me. Especially now, after the COVID 30. Not hurting it's anybody. Like, <laughs> what'd you say? You're not hurting anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. Like I'm smoke. Not, not at all. Like sm- which I don't even get me started with smoking. But um, right, right. I just I think uh, that it's healthy, and I also do think it's healthy in a good solid relationship to be able to masturbate and have alone time, or you know, yeah, do other think- wicked things like masturbate when they're asleep and wake them up and have them wake up to you jerking off. Oh, that that's hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a I'm, way to play it. Keep going. You know, I'm like when I... Down. Yeah, get some ideas okay. over there. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's... Yeah, I would have to agree um, that now in, um, I would like not be so uptight about if I was dating somebody about being open about it or just I would also think it would be healthy as well interesting about this they say that one well it's only one in ten but one in ten say they prefer masturbating now over sex and I don't disagree with that statement partly because we're still in the pandemic and I've had a couple I've alluded to on the show I've had like one guy but the amount of you know, and that I trust we, we have shared each other's COVID tests that were negative and such like that. But, and he'll hit me up every so often, but I find it so much it, back to the efficiency of just staying home. Um, I was having a conversation with a, a neighbor in the gym the other day over the weekend, and we were talking about when things open up. So when things open up, I said, he's like, what are you doing on this Saturday night? And I was like, well, pretty much what I've been doing, I'm going to cook up some meal. I'm going to, yeah. you know, watch. And I said, yeah, it's funny. I said, I don't know when things open up. I'm just going to be, I, I said, I was telling him, I, I used to be out at least four nights a week, at least. Right. And I don't know that I'm going to be so quick to want to, he says, yeah, he says, oh, a year has gone by and our lives, we've, we've gotten used to this new lifestyle. We, we've become more efficient at less is more. And it's not to say we've talked about it on the show before that there was a, I think a psychologist that predicted that at some point it, it could roll out to the, the, uh, a new roaring twenties, but he said that will uncoil like a cord over time. So in other words, it's not like once everyone's vaccinated, we're just going to go all hog wild. Some might, some might, but others, it might be, you know, several years before we kind of get to that point. And I'm sure I'll get back to there, but it's been a year. And in that year, I've become efficient. Now, the last thing I'll say on the masturbation thing is I'm really good at being efficient, like you've stated, Lincoln. But I've also learned through a lot of our guests, like Finn Deerhart, a sex and intimacy coach, to also learn about what I like and the power of touch and Tantra and elongating date night with myself. I think he called it. And I've learned to really get in touch with new feelings and that I may have, and not just and and doing it oftentimes without porn, which is easy to do with porn. So it's, there's a lot of different aspects to it that I've learned about myself. So it's interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love the date cool. night yeah. myself. 
Um, so, right? I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an easy, easy date. Hey guys, host Steve V here, letting you know as we've been talking about on episode 249 of Tag's podcast, all episode, that when the floodgates open and we go back into the world, as things start to open up, as we start to have more sex and meet up with our hookups in various ways and capacities, I think the whole engagement that I'm going to be feeling is to try and feel a little bit more, connect a little bit more. In all of my upcoming sex campaigns, I'm going to want to feel, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a long road. I know myself, as I talked about on this episode 249, we may be finding ourselves uncoiling all of this the rest of this year it's not going to be the roaring 20s all at once and with that i'm going to be watching how i approach my sex and a lot of it's going to be safer sex practices one of the ways i know that i can do this is using a condom like skin feel it's going to help me feel my partner more. And as I've talked about on so many of these recent episodes, I'm going to be flip-fucking a lot more. So with that, I'm going to be wanting to wear the number one non-latex condom in the world, and it's called Skin. Made from skin feel, it's a revolutionary non-latex polyisoprene material. These condoms noticeably softer and provide a more natural fit and feel it's proven to enhance stimulation. Ideal for people with latex allergies or latex sensitivity and available in a wide variety to enhance sex for both you, your partner, or that person that you meet up with, as I know I'm going to be. Don't you want to choose to fuel everything? If you do like I do, visit skin.com. That's S-K-Y-N.com to learn more. Discover a new level of intimacy. As we all know, pleasure is an endless exploration. I cannot wait for you to feel like I'm going to feel. Visit skin.com. Um, there's a new study out um, that I was just reading about that's revealed that there's a bias apparently from healthcare providers in blocking gay men from receiving much needed medical assistance. So the study healthcare usage and, and satisfaction among young adult gay men in New York City, actually, uh, was published in the Journal of Gay and Lesbian Social Services, looked at the ways that young gay men perceive healthcare services. So this study, which was led by researchers from NYU, Rutgers of Public Health, and the Fenway Institute, specifically examined young gay men's interactions with their healthcare providers and their satisfaction with services. So according to future... Uh, Futuridity, excuse me, the researchers surveyed 800 young gay men living in New York City. The research pool consisted of men between the ages of 18 and 29, so that we were just talking about Gen Z, remember? Mm -hmm. Right. And all of the men reported their healthcare usage and satisfaction within three factors. So facility time, coordination of healthcare, and satisfaction with the care provided. 
The survey's results found that many young gay men typically avoid healthcare settings due to experiencing discrimination. They were then more likely to express dissatisfaction with healthcare overall. And that said, some who were comfortable discussing their sexual activity after disclosing their sexual orientation, well, they expressed a different perspective. These men stated that their healthcare needs were being adequately adequately addressed. So researchers then stated that there's a need for safe spaces that encourages disclosure of sexual orientation and builds trust between patient and providers. And lastly, oftentimes, once gay patients disclose their sexual orientation, providers do not know how to respond in a sensitive way. And many patients leave the the encounter less likely to disclose this information in future visits. You know, I was struck by this story just because I know when I was younger in this age group that they're listening here, I didn't really have adequate health insurance at all, really. Um, And I'd have to either, and I didn't, it wasn't a time where I lived here where I could go to one of the cooler health clinics that address our LGBTQ Mm -hmm. issues. And you had to kind of take what you could get, really, or avoid it. And I often remember not disclosing my sexual orientation. Well, now I have better insurance. I have a straight doctor, but I'm very open with with my doctor. And he's good with me. We've had Dr. Goldstein on the show, who's a proctologist, the ass doctor, we call him. And he makes it so comfortable to talk about your ass area and what's going on and it's not clinical he you can tell it's important information that he needs to get from you but he's he's a gay man himself and he wants us to have good healthy sex practices particularly within our ass region and but lastly the thing i'll say on this is that I've had to be, we've talked a lot about this on this show before. I've had to be my own advocate. So when I go to the doctor, I have to, I did have to tell my straight doctor, I've said this before, that, you know, when I'm getting my STIs checked, when I'm more sexually active typically, is to do the swab of the ass and and the throat because he wouldn't do that. And, you know, we give, I like head, I like giving it and receiving it (laughs) and and I like it up the ass. So these would be important areas to get checked out. He didn't do it until I, and, and really based on this show, hearing other listeners and actually listeners who had written in and then my co-hosts and such. And, and I became, I've become more my own advocate. Does this information, Cody, surprise you that many young people would even experience homophobia? And then what's your experience when you go to your doctor? Actually, I was just thinking that it's kind of beyond the scope of my thinking that Gen Z would experience this, especially as open and, free as they are a lot of them are coming out as we assume they are right and yeah as portrayed in the media and from what i see out there in the world um i i would think that they would be more adamant about expressing this to the doctors but i can see i remember going to the doctor when i was 27 and i moved here uh from new jersey to brooklyn and i went to a doctor just to get everything checked out and make sure i was Everything was good as far as like STIs and things of that nature. And I felt so judged. So I can see where the judgment and just feeling like you couldn't relate to your doctor could keep them from actually 
disclosing these things to their doctor. It was, it, yeah. it was really debilitating to, to my growth. But then I found my doctor that I go to now, and I've been going to him since I was 29, 28, 29, and it's great. He's gay. I can tell him literally anything. I've seen him at Pride. I've seen him in the gym. I see him all over the place. I'm sure you've seen him too. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've had him. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think that's great that you finally found one. And I think when we're younger, often I think my, did your attitude change Lincoln when you were from when you were younger? Because I know when I was younger, I didn't think so much like health wasn't as important. I just thought I was invincible like so many young people do. And have you noticed you've just taken a lot more stock in your health as you've aged? I have or... to say, I'm, I've been very lucky. And that story just shows me what a bubble I was born and raised and have come through. Because I was born in Kaiser Permanente in Walnut Creek, Great California. Great hospital in, in yeah, Northern California. Yeah, exactly. Think, Especially yeah. back in 1969 when I was born, it was a great hospital. I stayed through Kaiser all the way up until I left for New York. Oh, wow. Um, and I, when I was in college, I was a freshman. And I was always very conservative about, because it was San Francisco. So I didn't know about AIDS and HIV. And I was worried. And I would never tell my doctor. But when I was um, in graduated college, I woke up one morning and I was bright yellow. Ooh. And when I peed, milk like came out of my dick like it wasn't oh my god and i was like what the fuck is going on and i immediately <laughs> yeah. called my mother and she came in from Walnut creek and we went to kaiser together she's like you're yellow and <laughs> i Ugh. went to kaiser and they said you have hepatitis we we don't know if it's a b or c oh wow and i my asshole sunk to jesus like i lost my life because i was like here we go I'm positive. Imagine, yeah. It's all oh. starting now. And you got your mom sitting and next I'm to you. Bright yellow, exactly. And they did all the tests and it was from food poisoning. We oh. I had gone to Monterey the day before and we had had all this seafood in Monterey and I had it from food poisoning. Wow, and I remember really that scary. was the day. I know, isn't it scary? And I said, um, that was the day that I said, Mom, can I please be alone with the doctor for a minute? And she said, Yes. And my mom left and I said, I'm a gay man. I don't believe you. I need you guys to run all the tests again. I'm sure wow. this is hepatitis B. I'm sure this is sex driven. I'm sure, like, I was so scared. Right. And I was like, wow. test me for HIV, test me for everything, but I just don't want my mom to know. And that was like a separation of my mom and me, that she was there for me. She was there for me. And, and I think she appreciated me asking her to leave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we right. never talked about it. It was what it was. You were but, an adult man at yeah, that point. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, very early 20s. And then when I moved to New York City, I came here for three months, tried it out, got hired to be a teacher everywhere, went back to New York, and the head of David Barton Gym classes, her name was Christine Kerrigan. She was awesome. I said, I'm coming back to New York. I want to teach full time. She called me and she said, I need help. There's no budget for you right now. But what I can do is get you health care and you could oh. sub as many classes as you want. And when I arrived in New That's York, because of David Barton, awesome. I had Oxford Health Insurance. It was the best of the best. I still have it today. My, now I pay for it through the bakery. It's the best of the best insurance. And I literally opened up MetroSource and got Dr. Dylan on 14th Street, all gay doctor. Like it, they call me about do, being tested after Black Party. Oh, wow. It's that oh. like 
gay of it. So the I other extreme, never, yeah. Yeah. So that has been, and I've always assumed that that's happening no. at Cal and Lord. I assume that it's happening at all of the the money we used to put in to like. You know what I mean? Like, the, well, you're you're I talking about a great facility we have here in New York called Callum Lord that really addresses LGBTQ plus and is really awesome. But you know, not everywhere, and like I said, have these institutions that really are looking out for us. And I just think more than ever, very shocking. Thinking about our health, I'm sure after a year like we've gone through, it's becoming. It should hopefully, if we can instill it in everybody to just get checked up and the more you can the more it really sounds cliche but the knowledge is power and it really is developing and your health is your right that you have and having it took me a really long time i wish it didn't take as long but i now have this great relationship with my doctor this honest and open conversation but you'll be surprised a lot of people don't and it's sort of a, a, a switch that has to happen, I think, with each and every one of us. You told your story and, and Cody yours, yeah. and I was a little late to the game. But I think the sooner we get that, even when you do have a good, okay, maybe they're not calling you after the black party to go know, get right? checked. But Lincoln, can you, you adopt me? If you can I'm be your own. Yeah. <laughs> He's on 14th Street. Yeah. Right. He's the best. I'm telling you, Peter goes to him. I did want to say one quick thing, not to interrupt you, Steve, but I do think now with COVID, there has been a national awareness that we need to take care of our health across yes. from coast to coast. And I do think Joe Biden's going to use that as a springboard mm-hmm. to get better health care, more money towards health care and like Social Security, something that everyone has a vested interest in across the I board. mean, we need so, it. It's long yeah, and really hoping. Hey, what's up? It's Steve V here, host of Tags Podcast. And if you're like me with Daylight Savings here, I am so excited about what's to come. There's such a light at the end of this tunnel that we've been in for the last year, as we've been talking about all in episode 249. But don't you feel good about what's to come? I myself have been working out even more. I don't know who I'm working out for, but I'm just feeling good about myself. I'm eating right. I'm seeing my doctor and I'm getting my grooming right. I even got this cool nifty haircut that has got this V point in the back of it because if you can't feel good about yourself, how in the heck is anybody going to feel good about you? Part of it is also getting back into the grooming. For so long, I was not into that. It's my haircut. It's also down under. You know who's got me covered is Manscaped. Yep, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. So they've got this thing called the Perfect Package 3.0 Kit. Comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, which we've talked about. This thing is waterproof, cordless, body trimmer. And it's the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest or ball shave. And their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can also adjust the settings to get a length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Ugh, I hate when that happens. Be sure to use their Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your hair and skin 
Feeling healthy and fresh? I didn't know about the crop cleanser. Gotta get that. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, which I do know about. It's the ball deodorant, anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Love this stuff. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which I've told you about when you're out and about. You can find all these products and the various packages they have at manscaped.com. Definitely check this out. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. You know, there's this new document. So South by Southwest, did you guys know that? film that film festival that happens yes. every year yeah it's a great film festival in austin yes. correct yes. yes i believe yes. that's correct yeah well they, they have a new movie documentary coming out called trade center and i'll put it up on tagspodcast.com but essentially it's the voices of five gay men who cruised for sex at the world trade center in the 80s and 90s oh cool um and I, even the, the trailer's riveting because it's gritty. They've got some footage from then. Of course, they have footage from now. And they show, like, the backs of these some of these five guys talking that are in the new, um, where the World Trade Center was. Freedom Tower, I uh-huh. guess, Lincoln, yes. World yeah. One, is that World like One? Freedom yep. Tower, yeah. Um, so it says, the voices of five gay men who cruised for sex in the World Trade Center in the 1980s and 1990s haunt the sanitized commerce-driven landscape that is the newly rebuilt Freedom Tower campus world. And it's having its world premiere um, at South by Southwest. And South by Southwest, you guys, is happening March 16th through the 20th. I think you can buy virtual tickets. I'm not okay. sure if they're doing. I'll put it yeah, up. Yeah, I on think Tech's it's podcast. still online. It should be. Yeah. I might get the buy, buy this um, ticket for this film just because I think to share with you guys about it, it sounds like a really good one. But they talk about the different enclaves of the World Trade Center, like underneath the stairwell was where a lot of sex happened. And then in this one part of, um, of the World Trade Center, in the very back of this kind of warehouse area, you could find five, five, eight, guys in a circle jerk jacking off and most of them were in their business suits (laughs) and i couldn't help but thinking like wow this sounds really hot and sexy and i'm i'm no i'm so horned up and just thriving but it's interesting that this movie is debuting next week so march 16th as spring is coming and as although the world is kind of opening up you know i know today in the news la is gonna gyms are gonna open up and restaurants are opening up in la and they've been so they haven't had a lot of things open up nobody's really talking about gay bars yet let alone sex spaces correct and i just wonder with a film like this if it's the timing couldn't be better because do you think people cody will have more outdoor sex based on a movie like this that harkens back to that in other words you essentially if you wore your mask and you're still concerned you could have outdoor sex because your free air was flowing and by the way do you like outdoor sex i think you've told i love outdoor sex it's one of my favorite things to do and that 
we were in winter and I could not have outdoor sex was such a pain to me, especially now that I'm dating somebody that I can actually go out and have outdoor sex with um, and have Ooh. and have people watch. That is so hot to me. I can like, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit uh, horned up over here already. <laughs> I might have to excuse have myself from the podcast. <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to go out in a park and just be naked and and be free. It's funny you say the voyeuristic side of it because I actually, like you, enjoyed, I can remember, I think the last time I had really great outdoor sex was in Mykonos. Okay. And if anyone uh. knows Mykonos, there's this church it's so funny, a church near Jackie O's bar, uh-huh. and it's on the water, and people congregate around this church at night and hook up, and I remember hooking up with this guy, and we, it's kind of scary, too, because you're kind of taking your life into your hands because it's on a cliff, and so we meandered all the way down this cliff you could easily fall and kill yourself Sex i mean in danger not, that's the perfect no, combination like, right there totally probably somebody but you know we love that just that choke just, me a little <laughs> bit and we'll be right there yeah you know we love the thrill of it all absolutely oh and, man but I'm a, definitely unlike you cody i don't know that i mind people watching but i love the the concept of outdoor sex and having sex but i don't know that i need a whole audience i need an audience me as much i remember because oh, you need hands- an audience uh, that's, well, that's okay i don't need but i really really enjoy an audience required <laughs> so, writer Cody, i don't know if they're still doing this or not but there is a um a sex party in manhattan and i will give you the name offline because it's like a private oh okay event. okay and, and they people listening meet- you can dm us yeah, and we exactly. will give it to you, you on can, that yeah. on our tags podcast instagram and they used to meet over on 38th street and i'm on their newsletter and they it's it's always been a culture that i really appreciate in new york well they were doing it for free in the middle of central park and they were calling it bird watching for a couple hours and they would invite the the whole collection of people that used to go to that to go to the ramble between like six and nine on a certain day and and they just said everyone wear masks. We'll see who who's there. There was no like check in or anything. It was just more of a collection. Right. And I thought that you would have given what you just said. You would love that so yeah. much. It sounds like something else. Now the Rambles was an warmer. old like a whole area of Central Park. Apparently that was not known so old. For... Now it's still no going. no. Yeah, and I've I never been. We're known and for I've sex in the park. Saying, all through the pandemic last year, especially when it's warm, I was like, I need Field to trip. go. <laughs> <laughs> Field trip. I love it. We could well, Lincoln, it's interesting. do a podcast from there, right? Oh, we my could, God. yeah. That sounds like so much We'd fun. We'd be outdoors. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned for that. I love <laughs> that. Julie Cruz director, Lincoln over there. <laughs> Lincoln, I, I know this story is about the World Trade Center, and I we kind of deviated into outdoor sex. Okay, I did. But um, have you always liked – I remember on our live show uh, that we did at a barbershop here in town that – Somebody, we were talking about sex in different spots, and somebody was talking about Macy's in. Oh yeah, used to that have was sex in Macy's, and they would put their feet in the Macy's bag, bag so that you couldn't see their the the other person's feet. What? And they could Standing. be sucking. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a trick of the trade. So you bring two genius. empty Macy's bags and you put one foot in one and one in another, and then you can never tell that there's two people in the stall. <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. Really if I learned anything on that show, I, I was like, I was just like, okay, here we go. But just quick. Um, curious for you. Do you like outdoor sex? Do you like um, sex in a like off premises, out of the house type deal? I do. I, I I have had that. And when can we buy tickets for you and Peter? By the way, <laughs> Is that, well, that's the thing. Now we have a house in California with a backyard, and right. we've talked about maybe putting a hot tub in it for when we're out there or something like that. So I'm that, sensing OnlyFans. I'm there sensing an OnlyFans account. I, I could make it a write off. And just do it as an OnlyFans set. Piece. Absolutely, exactly. and then just have some protein bakery cookies thrown around for In good measure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> advertising. Be, you can have uh, a. <laughs> um, I, can, but no, can I, Cody I, and I, I plan this for you. I know, Believe right? We not, want twenty percent. Remember. Yes. <laughs> See, everyone wants a, a nickel. Cody, you're next with your boy too. Yeah, we know. I mean, don't, don't get too comfortable over there. <laughs> We're getting your OnlyFans ca- account going. Real quick, we've got some fun, quick stories that I just want your takes on. You're speaking of Miami, uh, Lincoln, a few minutes ago, and Miami is creating a, a new beach. So essentially, you guys know the gay beach in Miami, yes, on 12th yep. Street, just yeah. off of 12th Street. So on Thursday, March 11th, the Miami Beach City Commissioner officiated a ribbon cutting that extends the gay beach on 12th street to include the access on 11th street. Oh, nice. And my, I feel like Miami's like in the news daily, not always for good stuff. This one is kind of for bad stuff. (laughs) Mostly for bad stuff. I mean, it's all about uh, spring break right now. And somebody, the doctor said the, the, the most hilarious thing to me, like a, a total doctor type said, we all want to be on spring break, but the virus, COVID, is not on spring break. Amen. And I thought that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but it's so true. So, so with, true. The ex- with the expansion of an already decidedly gay stretch of sand located in front of the iconic drag bar, The Palace Woo-hoo! on Ocean Drive, shout out to Miami. This new and improved Miami Beach hotspot is free to the public and easily found with the rows of rainbow flags and six pack abs visible to the casual thirsty observer um real quick cody on this one we just talked about you know secret like outdoor sex spaces this one's like got rainbow flags written painted all over the Uh beach would you go to this oh for sure and i've done it on the beach before sand is not my favorite thing but again there's lots of people around so i'm always having a good time (laughs) you'll suck it up literally (laughs) lincoln what are your thoughts on this beach I'm more of a pool person as well, so I get that that differentiation. I don't like sand that much either. But yeah, I would totally go. If I was to go to Miami, I would go and look forward to seeing what what was there and who was there. And it's a good thing for Miami. It's for our community, and it's outdoors. We know for a while, even when everyone's vaccinated, this is a great place to meet hot guys on the beach. Yeah. And it's now you can do it in even more real estate area. So That's I love awesome. it. Yeah, um, okay, so another story that's caught my eye. Uh, do you guys love Montreal as much as I do? Oh my god, I went one time and I fell in love with it. So I do adore Montreal. Love and it. They, Have they you been there, Lincoln? I haven't been there. We were just ta- Peter and I were just talking about Montreal. It, uh, oh, no, we haven't been there. It's one of my favorite spots. It's an hour away from us here in New York. It's you oh, feel flying. like you're in Europe, yes. obviously. <laughs> fly. Yeah. Did I say drive? No, 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 no. I oh, yeah. 
that's immediately what my mind went to, unfortunately. But oh, oh yeah, no, it's an hour flight, and yeah, no, thank you for clarifying that. So they've got this street. Um, it's an interesting story because they've got this street that I've been on a million times called Saint Catherine Street. Mm-hmm that is their gay area and the populous tourist destination that surrounds St. Catherine Street in the Villa Marie borough of Canada's second largest city wants to include two SLGBTQ plus in all official designations going forward. So the prefix 2S refers to the Native American belief that some people have two spirits, commonly referred to as masculine and feminine, but not exclusively. And by leading off with the 2S, the neighborhood is hoping to show it is open to everyone and not just a place for the arbitrary gender expression of uh, gender expression of sexual orientation. So while the neighborhood formerly known as gay is evolving with the times, what does this mean for other primary gay or LGBTQ neighborhoods around the world? And it got me thinking because San Francisco's Castro has always been known as gay, right? Mm-hmm. And last LA's WeHo, Houston's got Montrose. I hope I said that right. Montrose. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's Midtown, Chicago, okay, get this one, Boys Town. Are these like dated terms? And do you do you guys like the idea of of Montreal? Leave it to the Canadians, stepping up to the plate, or are we being too politically correct? I'm for it. I'm I'm all it. for it. I think I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Yeah. Our community encompasses so much more than just gay men. And it's about high time that we include everybody and we celebrate everyone so that's where i stand with that a hundred percent agree and these are you know when we we didn't know any better before and i totally agree Uh, what are your thoughts just real quick lincoln (laughs) of course i don't agree um (laughs) i agree i listen i love the umbrella i love gay yay i love it all i love the we, we love an acronym i get it the more the better However, I really like the little separate groups within that umbrella to stay true to themselves. I like the the hardcore leather community being with them. I like the dykes on bikes being their community. I like I love it all under one umbrella. And we but this all is are, a, these are neighborhoods, not just you're talking about the communities at large. These are like v- destinations. Yeah, I get that. But when you get to that destination, I'm sure that there's a great leather bar underneath in that umbrella. There on is that there is one in Cat- yeah. Catherine. So yeah, I love. I, I are you kidding? I don't need it to just be gay. I don't think things are out of fashion. Like Boys Town in Chicago is Boys Town. And there's some great lesbian places throughout Chicago that they attract their own thing. So I don't think it all has to be an umbrella type. Okay. You know I'm what I mean? Push like, back I'm, a I'm a, don't you think because, push back. because I have a really good lesbian friend and she is always lamenting about how everything is focused on gay men. Even, even when we go to like the gay area in Philadelphia is where we used to live. She she said everything was directed towards gay men. So what about other like other people in our community? They have to have spaces for them as well. And I agree that if we have an area, maybe we have specific bars where gay men meet or where two spirits meet uh, or what have you. I don't even know if I said that term correctly, but the entire yeah, but that's cool. I would, I would love to go there and see what that looks yeah. like and have a good time under that. That's great. But you bring like, and this is very, I guess, whatever. And I don't know where I stand with this, but bring a couple women to the Eagle. 
and all of a sudden it's all fucked up and everyone's giving you attitude and all that. Yeah. I don't so I do think that there, I, I like the big <laughs> umbrella, but I also want people to feel comfortable in their niche and have a good time in their niche. Do you see what I but mean? But I think, that? I think my feeling is I think it will open up more doors for, so that, in other words, by opening up and really acknowledging LGBTQ, which we all share in the acronym, yes. it's not just us, it's all of us, will we'll hopefully, you know, and oftentimes within our LGBTQ, there's, um, I was going to say racism, but there's hatred towards the other one. like Transphobia. I think if you open transphobia, yeah. we were going to talk about that. And we didn't make it to this topic. And I think so much happening to the trans community right now, violence against them that go, often we talked about goes unreported. Mm -hmm. I think the more we can actually do this by these neighborhoods changing, I get it that at one time Boys Town was a thing and it was the gays like had more gay bars, but times evolve and change as our LGBTQ plus and now as evolve. So I think it's, to me, it's a little tone deaf and dated. And I think with, if you really open it up more, you will find Lincoln that a leather bar could probably exist that because there'll be other types of bars that might attract more the trans community on there. And then there'll be more mixed yes. ones there. What you, they probably won't want to go to. And if they right. did, it will, it will only flower it and they'll probably be bar hopping. And to me, that's fun. And, and then they'll leave and then you can have your fun time. So I think it's a sign of the times of evolution. Yeah, for that's me. Necessary. Well, I hope I'll, I'll be honest. I hope it's true. Because with this pandemic, everyone is so displaced that I think we've lost a lot of our Castros and Chelsea's and areas that used to be really heavy, dense, gay populated. That's another part a of the of story that they talk about. Home. You said, yeah. Did yeah they, I didn't read that part of the story, but you're, you're saying exactly what they went on to say that as we're, will any of these neighborhoods even, even be there? Correct. I think they will. And yeah. I think that there is space for both of those types, like the only gay guy bar in the more mixed area and hopefully more lesbian bars and more trans bars and what have you so yeah, that everybody so. can feel safe and respected and loved in their own in their neighborhood love it we got to move on we have one last thing i just want to shout out to rupaul drag race legend katia okay. do you know her cody uh -huh. No, I love she has Katya. Put, <laughs> Katya has put her sometimes vulgar, always kooky comedy to music and recent projects like Vampire Fitness. Her debut EP now, uh, she's joining forces with Toronto-based singer and drag race super, super fan Leah Elise Canali for a feature on IDFT. Here we go with the acronyms, you guys. <laughs> IDFT. Tea. Anyone that can guess it? No. Okay, well, it's a club banger. I listened to it. It's really good. Off Canali's new Light and Dark EP. And it's called for I Deuced for This. <laughs> that is so Would not have guessed it. There you go. <laughs> I deuced for this. When somebody flakes on you, and I have totally been there, and I've deuced and I was ready to go, and I, they flaked, or we just didn't get to that part, and I said, I just waste a good douching. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a it's hit to me. It's my right now. And uh, the reason I love it is because it's so unapologetic, and with people like Megan... Uh, the Stallion winning Grammys yes. and so about their sexuality, Cardi B, 
um, I'm loving these new artists um, like Boosie we talked about on the show. And I'm loving these gay artists and, and, and LGBTQ plus actually artists that are really having their day and unapologetically writing these great jams. Shout out to Katya. Love it. I That's am in fun. love with it. Any shout outs to anybody you got before we go? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for playing. This has been so much fun. That was you shocking. Can... I had no idea what to say. That's so funny. Okay, no okay. worries. We are... <laughs> you can um, J- Cody will be with me on Tags Live this Wednesday sure as will. he always is and in the meantime you can follow him on his Instagram at Mr. Maurice Mr. Maurice or KMD Coaching he's a life coach as Perfect. well thank you oh, Steve no. I know right <laughs> follow Lincoln at Mad Lincoln uh, at Mad Lincoln and I'll post that picture of Lincoln of you guys if you don't mind. I do I get permission to, to do that? Yeah, that's that's cool. I think that the whole series is on my Instagram somewhere. Oh like okay. all four. Just take a look at the bottom. But I'll yeah. Take it up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. And also at of course the Protein Bakery. Follow it at Protein Bakery. Guys, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. Jam packed as always. Thank you, follow darling. us the show. Yeah, follow us, the show, at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms. We really appreciate it. The show keeps going on all our platforms. And in the meantime, continue washing your hands, wearing that mask, and but keep it sexy, goddammit. All right, thanks, guys. So much fun. Bye.